Good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm I'm running on fumes. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Christmas uh, time yeah, at the Squire. That is exactly right, man. It is <laughs> exhausting. Yeah, everything's uh, obviously you know we're thrilled about the holidays and uh, you know sales being up and all that kind of stuff. That's fun and uh, connecting with friends that are you know visiting, um, you know passing through. And all that, but uh, but yeah, we're we're tired, man. These long hours get kind of old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, though, I mean, like, I, I I definitely, you know, I feel for you. I feel for kind of the the that hashtag retail life. I do have a question. I don't know if I asked you this because we've we've talked about it many times over the years about yeah. the whole different tension between when is the appropriate time to deck the halls. Do you do it before Thanksgiving? Do you yeah. do it after Thanksgiving? Yeah. And I'm kind of curious what, what personal, you know, household decisions, notwithstanding when it came to the squire, what was your mindset? When do you start decking the halls of the squire? Well, normally at the squire, we do it on black Friday. That, that, right. that is when we do it. It's like, okay, well, black Friday, it's, it's, you know, time to be festive and, uh, it just is kind of a nice natural dividing line for us. Yeah, this year it's been so crazy that I haven't even pulled out the like big Rubbermaid container that like holds all of our like Christmas lights <laughs> right. and like yeah, yeah. you know the fake tree and all that. I mean, I, so the Squire just looks uh, it, it kind of Scroogeish right now. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> kind of Grinchish. Yeah, it's uh, you know other than the smiling faces behind the counter, it's uh, you know it's looking a little Spartan that, that we we haven't gotten to our festival. Activities, uh, our festive, uh, you know, accoutrement yet. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, man, in the York House, we're, we're starting to ramp up big. We've got uh, we've got yeah. Christmas caroling tonight. Uh, we've got gingerbread. There's there's some sort of gingerbread house event apparently in Houston where they've got like architecture folks. Like, yeah, they actually go in and they like design these elaborate gingerbread concoctions. And you go and you kind of watch them as they put it together. I don't know what to expect, but it That's sounds cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're going to check that out this weekend. As long weekend. as you can eat the final product, that who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm always of the mindset that if you're going to do gingerbread, it needs to be fully edible. By the oh, way, yeah. ha- has there ever been a gingerbread blend from the Country Squire? No. <laughs> Not yet. Did, did, did it light? <laughs> I, I think I just saw the light bulb. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, man, that, that not yet, Bo, not yet. Um, yeah. yeah, but that that actually sounds fantastic. <laughs> but I know you got some Christmas blends on right now. We do, we do. Still, still pumping out a lot of figgy pudding and cordial friends. Those are still available, and will be um, probably right up to Christmas. Yeah, we've uh, we've still got quite a good bit in stock and uh, flying out. You know, last week we uh, released our uh, 50th anniversary cigar, which we talked about, and that that has gone over very well. That, of course, was on our last episode, and those debuted on Friday of last week. And so, yeah, man, it's uh, it's just been busy, been a lot of fun, sending pipes all over the world. Uh, just sent a state becker out today, which uh, you know, really high end pipe uh, from the early 90s. But mm. um, yeah, yeah, just um, you know, cranking them out, man. Good stuff. All right. Like before we get into this uh, week's episode, we've got a lot of housekeeping we got to we got to take care of yeah. here at the top of the show. Uh, first things first. So everybody, you know, pull up your chairs, make sure you get your notepads out and all that kind of get stuff. Comfy. Yeah. Get, <laughs> but we got we got we got a lot to cover. First things first, though, uh, the Country Squire ring. Uh, if you are listening to this 
episode, the day that it comes out, you've got two last days to get your Country Squire Radio Ring order in. Uh, So that is going to be gone come this Sunday. Uh, So if you want to get it, if you want somebody to get it for you, if you don't trust that somebody else is going to get it for you, you want to go ahead and get it yourself and then wrap it for yourself. I did that just recently with a new set of headphones. Point is, if you want it, (laughs) now's your last chance because it's going bye-bye. It's going to be gone. So this is your chance to get it. This is the chance, and, and just to put hard dates on it, right? Hard so, dates, so as, yes. As we're uh, this this episode will go out uh, December eighth, and then Sunday is December twelfth, and that's of course uh, twenty twenty one in the year of our Lord. So um, yeah, so get them in, man. If you want one, we'd love to uh, love to have uh, the folks at Silver Sylvan Ford Creations uh, send you one. Yeah, do they do some great great work, and uh, we've just really really been thrilled to work with uh, Jeremy and his wife and. Uh, just the amazing craftsmanship they've got on display at their website. But if you want this particular ring, this is your chance. So so go out and get that. Of course, the link is also available at CountrySquireRadio.com. Man, we also, uh, at CountrySquireRadio.com, man, for the last couple of weeks, we have had our nomination process open for the Best of 2021 yeah. uh, awards. Now, the way this works, uh, and historically, this has always been the case, is that we open up nominations, people submit their nominations, and then we, and predominantly you, although there's some some categories that are kind of my, my responsibility, but together we kind of take those nominations and then we make a choice, not based on the number that has kind of come behind the nominations, <laughs> but on the right. fact that we got the nominations in. And then like, yeah, so it, it's like if you get if you get one nomination for you know choice A, and then 15 nominations for choice B, then that then that means both. A and B are on the list, right? Right, exactly. An equal amount of times. Like they're they're on the list an equal amount of times. I say this because, you know, for one thing, it can it can be confusing. And we're not, you know, I don't know, John David, over the last couple of years, we're we've been known for a lot, but I don't know that clarity is necessarily something that is <laughs> <laughs> I don't, when you think of Country Squire Radio, the first thing that comes to your mind is not not clarity. Right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I do. So I do want to be clear um, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that some <clears throat> folks thought that if you keep on nominating, that's like stuff in the ballot box or something like that. A, we don't stuff the ballot box. B, it doesn't. And C, it actually ended up kind of shutting down our, our back end because Please of Please don't overload our website. It, it overloaded. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just, just putting that out there. You're already nominated in. You already got your nominate, nominations in and everything else. Everybody who's already you know done that. At the moment, the uh, the website is, is or the, the form is down. So we're going to have to use a new forum in order to accommodate with the new uh, the new the new round. But I'll, I'll say we've got at least two more weeks. So given the fact that that kind of locked us up for a week, we're going to tack on another week. We got this week and next week and then that's it. So uh, be sure to get those nominations in. Hopefully the website will be back up and running by Friday. Uh, if I can get it back up and running by Wednesday, it absolutely will. But uh, but one way or the other by this week, by the end of this week. It'll be up there to get your nominations in. So our apologize, our apologies for it being down, and for the culprits, you know who you are, and so do we. So <laughs> please, please don't do that anymore. <laughs> Love you. You're on the list. That's great. You're, you're on the list. We're so we're so thrilled. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, all right. So there, there's that, man. One last thing too before we dive into this awesome topic. Of course, we very important thing, man. We would not be able to talk about this topic without the amazing support of our incredible uh, Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club members who are making this show happen on a weekly basis. Man, we've got. 
four, count them, one, two, three, four new club members joining. Uh, man, first up, at the Squire level. Oh, man. You can't. I, I can't. Mean, just, just say it. Just just say it and and, and, and move on. <laughs> All right. Rondi Wiestbroke. What? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's too easy. It's it's impossible to say incorrectly. Man, I, Randy Westbrook, that is a very straightforward name. And brother, <laughs> we are so thankful that you joined the uh, International Pipe Club at the Squire level. Thank you so much. That's man. right, man. We also got three pilgrims. Uh, man, we got uh, Nathan Griffin. I can only assume that he's a member of the Griffin family from Family Guy. Uh, the lesser talked about son, Nathan, is here. We got Jason Breeden. Uh, who is known for his uh, uh, breeding of chickens. He'll, he'll breeds chickens. He, yeah. He, Jason is breeding those chickens. <laughs> Constantly. There you go. <laughs> and then we've got, and this is, this is a little concerning to me, John David, this next one. This is, this is a little concerning to me personally because, you know, we get different listeners come to Country Squire Radio. Some people don't realize we're about pipe tobacco. And I'm, I'm it, concerned right. because, see, yeah, yeah we, we've got this new Pilgrim supporter Jason Stoner, and I want to make sure he knows that this is a pipe, you know, tobacco podcast, a pipe tobacco right, podcast, because right. uh, Jason, you know, son of Jay Stoner. So, talk- so just, just keep it between the lines, man. You know, follow all your local uh, laws and regulations and, and, you know, just just keep it straight. <laughs> I know you've got, you know, that that actually should be an episode sometime about people coming into the country squire looking for something you don't have. <laughs> yeah. Because you've yeah, got your stories. That, that's its own. Uh, that's its own uh, pipe shop fails uh, episode in its own thing, where we go over yeah all the illicit products that uh, <laughs> that the Country Squire doesn't and will never carry. There you go. There you go. So we've got uh, Jason Stoner, Jason Breeden, uh, Nathan Griffin, Randy Westbrook. Thank y'all so much for uh, supporting the show and joining the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Man, as we uh, are entering into this kind of holiday and giving season, I mean, we cannot, we we just cannot stress enough how we could not do this show without y'all support. So thank you all so much. Yeah. Bo, I have to mention, uh, I, we have a new customer at the shop, a local uh, gentleman whose name is uh, is Peter Griffin, the- <laughs> and 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 Peter Peter is from Massachusetts. No way. And so he sounds like Peter Griffin. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I am Peter Griffin. Oh. It, it, it's amazing. Yeah. So it, it just yeah, just throwing that out there. Really, uh, really thankful for Peter. You know, I actually, I actually met. Uh, Michael Scott from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a lawyer, so not you know. It'd be great if he had you know <laughs> gave up Carell. his law degree yeah. and and became a paper salesman instead. But, uh, but right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh man, nothing but tangents right here at the top, man. We don't need to be talking yep. about tangents because today is an episode that folks come to the show for, man. Let's be honest; it's a Country Squire Radio Classic, one of our long-standing uh, series. We're doing a tobacco talk. Now, this is yes, what you would expect from a pipe tobacco podcast. We are going to be reviewing some pipe tobaccos. Now, you know, I, I think people have probably pieced this together if we've never outright mentioned it, but generally speaking. You kind of you you're kind of like the Santa Claus in this scenario, in in the sense that like if I was a kid who can't write and I and, and I was, but if I was a kid who can't write I was, <laughs> yeah. go ahead, sorry. <laughs> it's just it's just funny because it's true. Uh, so if, if I'm someone who can't can't write, uh, and and therefore I I did not send my letter to Santa Claus, but Santa looked at his list which he checked once or twice and saw that in fact I was uh, nice and not naughty. 
thus presents would still be coming my way, but I would not be knowing what these presents are. I did not write to Santa. I did not give him a list Ooh, of my okay, designs. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah. So so you, like a much thinner, fitter, less grade, but still with the long beard, Santa Claus, come rolling up in here <laughs> with these pipe tobaccos. And I got to tell you, I am going in full on blind, man. I'm just going to reveal that to the audience. I have no idea yeah. what pipe tobaccos you're bringing today. It's funny, a lot of times I do kind of give you a heads up yes. to, um, you know, let you know kind of, hey, this is what we're going to be talking about. If you want to do some pre-research or even just pull up some photos or tasting notes or things like that. And um, yeah, I, I haven't given Bo a stitch of information today. So, uh, man, going right in. And uh, and it is Christmas today because we are going to talk about two uh, hard to get tobaccos. Um, and now, I, I thinking about a tobacco talk, a lot of times what we do is review things. And then, you know, say, hey, if you like this, go go get it, right? And right, we yeah. encourage you to go buy it or try it out yourself. These two tobaccos that, that we're going to talk about today are a little harder to procure. <laughs> and and so I kind of – I really wanted to talk about these two blends specifically. But I, I, I struggled with if I should or not because it's like, well, okay, you talk about these things, but then people can't go, you know, just buy them anywhere, right? You can't just go to your favorite online retailer at any given time and, and purchase these two tobaccos. And so the, the thing is, though, and what pushed me over the edge about talking about these particular blends is that a lot of people seek this stuff out. I, 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 was, I was reading the other day on a, on a Facebook group that I'm on that this one individual who, in, who I, I don't know, have never met, never interacted with, not friends with, any of that, but, but he spent over 10 hours one day calling from brick and mortar to brick and mortar around the country trying to find this particular tobacco. Not, not one of the tobaccos we're talking about, to, about today. Yeah. It's like Stonehaven or something, but to spend 10 hours on the phone, like seeking after a tobacco, and you don't even know if you're going to like it. You just want to try it. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and I was like, man, first of all, I got kids. Like I can't, <laughs> if, right, I, right. if I have 10 hours of time to do anything, it's going to be sleep. <laughs> but let's, let's tell people about these hard to get tobaccos so they can at least have an idea if it's worth the venture, if, if it's worth the journey. Um, you know, should you lose sleep over uh, never having uh, been able to try these tobaccos or should you really spend a lot of time trying to seek them out? you know, based on our review. And so, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, um, it's it's a concept we'll throw out there and we'll talk about these two particular blends and I hope you enjoy the review. But, um, you know, it'll give you an idea if this is a tobacco that might be a good fit for you. And and maybe it'll be something that you want to spend 10 hours uh, seeking out. And then maybe... Maybe it won't. <laughs> Man, no, I, I love the concept. I think that, that um, finding things of high quality and a high value, but going in as a novice is, is, a, is a tricky, a risky situation. I mean, it's a risky, risky business. Yeah. And so um, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what you got here. I do, I do want to point out, though, because you mentioned that normally with Tobacco Talks, the goal is that we do present something and we kind of encourage you to go out and buy them. Recently, if I'm not mistaken, our last Tobacco Talks, this was not the case. I think we've been we, throwing some shade. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> so is this like the counterbalance to that? You've kind of been doing the uh not so much. And like now it's like, all right, well, this is so good that you can't get it. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of sorta, yeah. I mean, it's it certainly, you know, we want to be uh certainly open about the tobaccos that we're trying and um and transparent about our feelings about them. Mm. And one thing too that I'll I'll just share, you know, with you guys, I, I think the only time we have 
like benefited from promoting specific tobaccos was like way in the early part of the show. Maybe when right, we did some right, stuff right, right. with uh, like Orlick and Escudo and like, you know, this, this, the regular stuff we do on tobacco talks, like, you know, these, these companies, like they don't pay us to promote their brands. We, it's just us smoking these tobaccos and, 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 um, and giving you, giving you thoughts, whether we enjoy them or, or don't or whatever. And so when you hear us push something on, uh, on the show that uh, in there's a 99.9% chance that, you know, we don't <laughs> benefit in any kind of way if you smoke it or if you don't, but, um, this is so very, other very than true. Missouri Meerschaum, we really want you to smoke Missouri yeah, Meerschaum products. As much as we wanted, man, Goran Brothers hats and, uh, and, and Boodle's gin, man, we, uh, like, we yeah. were like, Hey, can we yeah. get money? Cause like, I feel like we talk y'all up from time to time and, uh. Yeah, I know. We, we've sold a few bottles of Boodles, that's for sure. <laughs> we saw no dimes for that right there. No, not a bit. Today, the first tobacco we're talking about is a, it is an Esoterica tobacco, actually, mm-hmm. but it's one of their lesser known tobaccos. It's a uh, tobacco that is not as sought after as the, uh, the holy trinity of Esoterica tobaccos. Uh, we, when we, when folks think about, uh, you know, Esoterica, they think of Stonehaven, Penzance, and, and Peacehaven. You know, th- those are the ones that people kind of uh, seek after, uh, you know, all highly sought after. They're collectible in their own right. Um, you know, folks uh, want to try to, you know, collect all the different esotericas, but those are the ones that they really start with and then turn around and flip for, you know, four times the the cost of what they paid for them. And so, you know, those are the highly sought after ones, but there, there are 18 different tobaccos in the entire esoterica line that's made by Germain. And and one of the lesser known ones that um, that just doesn't get a whole lot of press is a tobacco that is, is hard to get uh, like they all are, and it's called St. Ives. Uh, St. Ives um, typically only comes in an eight ounce bag. Sometimes you'll see it in a two ounce tin, but that's becoming very rare. It, it generally is uh, distributed now in an eight ounce bag. And St. Ives, yeah, this is a uh, tobacco that uh, comes from Esoterica. The folks that seek after it, again, they are just kind of after anything that's gold and, and shiny and in foil and from the UK. <laughs> you know, this is a tobacco that a lot of folks don't know about. So the description, a, a totally new concept. Concept for the smoker of fine aromatic tobacco, uh, dark and golden Virginias are blended with black Virginia Cavendish and portions of Greek, Oriental, and Cyprian Latakia tobaccos, enhanced with a subtly scented fruit extract and aromatic English. Uh, this is, of course, made by uh, Germain, and um, this description, description comes from uh, TobaccoReviews.com. Annoyingly, this tobacco does not have a description on the bag. You know, and and that's something you see from uh, occasionally from Esoterica, Jermaine, uh, and and also from folks like Samuel Gaywith. Uh, they hit you with like you know, it's Esoterica. We don't have to explain it. You know, you know, know. what's up, <laughs> right? You, we don't market it as the gold, man. Just you know, take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. right. You know, so there's just no description of this of this product at all uh, on the bag, other than their kind of you know generic. Uh, discussion of their quality of tobacco and production techniques and all that kind of stuff. It's just you, you have no idea what you're smoking here. So again, one of the lesser known tobaccos, you know, retails this this eight ounce bag is going to retail anywhere from like you know thirty nine to fifty nine dollars in a in a retail environment. There is no one thing a lot of folks don't know. There's no MSRP put out by 
esoterica. Like Germain esoterica, there is no suggested retail price from the manufacturer. Interesting. So folks, you know, the retailers purchase it from a distributor where it's imported into the United States, and then it just kind of gets priced at what it's priced at. And so typically, it seems like on the market, the kind of where the fair market has landed for esoterica products has been between that kind of 40 and $60 price range. You know, if you find it at a, a retail environment that's that's not gouging, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's going to be kind of where you're um, where you're hunting the cost of it. So a tobacco this complex, you know, the concept uh, where you've got these very, uh, you know, it's a complex tobacco. You've got very high quality ingredients, and then you know it's it, it's it, it's topped with this kind of very subtle flavoring of like a fruit extract. There's a lot going on here, and this is actually for anyone, even even Germain who's blending this. This is a pretty aggressive, ambitious blend. This is something that's trying to take you know everything but the kitchen sink. They've got Virginias, they've got Orientals, there's Latakia, and and then they're adding this topping to it, but it's trying to be subtle and and sophisticated. It's a this is a hard. Uh, this is a hard thing to pull off, and um, you know it, it is an ambitious tobacco. So, an English aromatic, the um, esoterica, you know, with the Saint Ives, uh, the bag note when you open it, it uh, is very subtle. It's uh, it's it's elegant. It you know the the main aroma that kind of thrusts out initially, uh, the top note uh, lingers. But then it kind of has this fleeting smell that stays in your nostrils a little bit. It's kind of mm. interesting. You don't, you know, smells are either there or they're not. But this is a this is an aroma that kind of lingers a little bit, almost like the finish on a on a really good whiskey. It's uh, mm. kind of kind of fascinating. Huh. Um, you know, you'll when you're just smelling the actual leaf itself, you'll get that kind of figgy note with uh, maple and coffee, and then there's a very distinctive honey. Uh, flavor or honey, honey smell that you'll get from it, and it's uh, and it smells like honey. I mean, I like I, you know, just the other day I uh, woke up, made a piece of toast, put honey on it. It smells like that kind of honey, like just real fresh and and raw. Really interesting. Wow, um, that's wild. I, yeah, huh. yeah. It's kind of kind of neat, really. It's uh, it, it's a it's a shag tobacco. Uh, this is cut very very thinly. And uh, sticks together very nicely, like you would think from a good shag. It um, frankly would make a really good hand rolled cigarette. Like if you wanted to roll it up in a in a paper, it's um it's just that kind of uh, uh, quality shag. So I think it's um you know really well well done. It's uh, dry and spongy, just just the right amount of moisture that I think you would want for that as well. And so you know packing this kind of tobacco when you pack it into your pipe for me. I, this shag tobacco like this, that's well done, that's kind of clumpy uh, in the way shag tobacco. I, I I tend to pack it a little differently. I you know with a with a standard like ribbon cut or you know something. I I, I typically will do this three step method. You know where you're putting like three pinches in there, and uh, you know the first pinch you put in and you pack kind of lightly. The second pinch you put in, you pack a little tighter. The third pinch you put in and you and you pack kind of tightly. You know, with shag, I kind of just stuff the bowl full and then just kind of kind of gently press it down until it's, you know, spongy, but also uh, just a little below the rim of the pipe. Hmm. For me, that just seems to help it stay lit a little easier. And so, you know, you'll find your own method. There's a lot of, uh, you know, varying opinions on that type of thing. But that, that's that's what I do. Two lights on this, uh, very gentle temp, and then you're done. And, uh, and, it, and it burns very nicely. So we, we've talked about all these, you know, kind of 
really cool. It's it's got a really interesting bag note. It's got a you know a very well done cut. The uh, texture's right and the moisture's right. It packs really easily. Gets lit really easily. Stays lit really easily. You know what's the smoking experience like? And it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, o- it's okay. It's okay, or it's just okay. It's okay. Okay. It, it's okay. Yeah. This is one of those tobaccos that. You know, it is hard to get because, you know, it is an esoterica product and all esoterica products, you know, because they're in that family and have that mystique and, um, you know, scarcity, they're just people gobble them up. But I can see why this is not one of the, you know, esotericas that folks are just, you know, clobbering each other at Walmart to get, right? You know, this is not the <laughs> the flat screen TV with the Best Buy where, you know, you've got people hurtling over each other to, you know, to get. It's just the one that like, man, if it's there, I'm going to get it because it's esoterica. And this is a good tobacco. It's uh, It's just not, you know, something that has a lot of, I don't know, a lot of, you know, uh, over the top sophistication or, uh, you know, just something to make it like, wow, St. Ives, that's so amazing. It doesn't have that same cachet, you know, that you get from like a Stonehaven or a Penzance. And so um, it's tangy. You get some plum notes there. There's a floralness that kind of comes from the outside. And uh, I think you're, you know, experiencing some of the orientals that are there. It gives way to a grass and an earthy flavor, so it kind of goes from from sweet to a little more savory, grassy, which is which is kind of interesting. It's a very you know slightly sweet tobacco, with uh, the most prominent tobacco notes being uh, you know Virginias and and to me Orientals are what what shine through that kind of tanginess that has just a little bit of uh, you know naturally sweet uh, floral essence to it. Being marketed as a English aromatic, this is a tobacco where you will hunt, you'll have to sit there and scratch your head looking for the Latakia. You know, I I don't just go into this not really tasting a whole lot of Latakia. It's something that's barely detectable. It's there, but um, you know, it's certainly not a not a prominent part of this uh, of this blend. So it stays uh, lit really well as you go through the bowl, this kind of tangy plum note uh, with these floral kind of essences that are a little more fleeting. They'll uh, seek in and out, but you know, but other than that, it's just, uh, you know, kind of a straightforward uh, aromatic tobacco that features all these different ingredients. The ingredients are very high quality. You can tell they're very high quality. But, you know, is this a tobacco that you should, um, you know, chase after? Should you call around, uh, you know, 10 hours, you know, when the esoterica drops to try to find this particular tobacco? It depends. <laughs> you know, I think this is uh, definitely some something that the completist will need to um, we'll need to seek after, you know, folks, uh, um, you know, want to collect them all. They're like the Pokemon or whatever. And so you want to, you know, want to catch them all. Both shaking his head. <laughs> um, and so for the completist or the collector, you know, it, obviously there's reasons to, that you would want to seek after St. Ives, you know, but this is an all day aromatic tobacco. It's a good all day smoke. Uh, if you're looking for a sweet, aromatic tobacco that has a just outstanding room note and a highly potent, tasting note that corresponds to its smell and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I think you're going to be disappointed here. Hmm. It reminds me of those lightly flavored mid-century blends that, uh, you know, kind of just taste like tobacco. They're aromatics, you know, and they, they have a semi-sweet flavor, but it's just, it's just kind of tobacco, you know. Um, it's a good all-day smoke. And so, um, you know, St. Ives, it's, it's good. Obviously, it's made by one of the uh, most revered blending houses in the world. But I think there is a reason why folks, you know, don't don't pine over this one quite as much as, as some of the other ones. 
So check it out if you like a very mild uh, aromatic tobacco, something that's nuanced, you know, an all-day smoker. You know, this would be a good tobacco for you. And, um, you know, if uh, if you don't, you know, it may not be worth uh, paying 60 bucks for it. So. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Esoterica as a whole has always reminded me a little bit of like Blanton's. You know, yeah. In terms yeah. of kind of, bur- you're absolutely right. Yep. Yeah, there's the, there's that that premium nature to Blanton's. It's one that you have to hunt, like literally hunt down. And you know, with, in fact, when you were describing your one customer, it made me think of literally last time I was in Jackson, I was doing some Blanton's hunting because I was trying <laughs> to see if store I store uh, to store. Like, yeah. look, man, you got any? You got any? Yep. <laughs> and uh, you know, so, but at the same time, most bourbon aficionados will tell you that Blanton's is is, is it's all right. You know, it, it's good. It's okay. Yeah. But like. Is it that price? Is it that? Is it worth the effort? Like, can you get better bourbons for, uh, the you know the same kind of price point and much more readily available? Absolutely. And so I think that, like you said, it, it's it's about your your taste. I am curious though. Um, this particular when 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 did this particular blend get released? You know, I don't know how uh, long St. Ives has been out. Actually, yeah. You know, it, it's uh you know certainly been out um you know for the past probably 10 years, but I don't know when it came out. Yeah. Initially. Okay. Well, I'm just curious because it, it's always interesting to me that for brands that have that level of a following, they typically are pretty protective about releasing new, you know, anything new you put on the market risks that, yeah. that mystique yeah. and that, uh, that kind of extreme value that, that people kind of ascribe to it. That's a good point. And they have, you know, a lot of people, when they think of esoterica, they're like, Oh, Stonehaven and Penzing. Exactly. But, yep. Um, but there are, there are 18 different, uh, you know, esoterica tobaccos that are made by Germain. And, and, and you know, that's, um, that, that's a lot, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, that's not Cornell and deal that has, you know, the 300 page catalog of tobaccos, but you know, it's, it, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Good deal. So St. Ives, uh, we got here up front. All right. What's, what is this next one also from Esoterica? It's not, uh, this is a, uh, a one that is on the market currently, but because of special circumstances, you will have to go to a brick and mortar shop to find this particular tobacco. Interesting. Okay. And again, we're kind of talking about tobaccos that might be a little harder for you to get, but might be worth hunting down. Uh, this one is Cornell and Deal's House Reserve. 2021. This is a really neat concept that Cornell and Deal came out with. What they did, they started this last year, I think, but they they said, okay, once a year, we're going to make a really good tobacco and we're only going to make it available at brick and mortar shops. You you have to be a stand, you have to be a brick and mortar pipe shop that sells this in your store in order to um, to sell this this tobacco. And it, and it can't be featured on any websites, basically. So, you know, you could probably call around and find find a pipe shop that has this and they could ship it to you kind of thing. But, you know, you're, you're you know not going to find this on a website. Actually, uh, Cornell and Deal, if they find that this has been put on a website, they'll actually, you know, make you take it off. And if you don't, they'll pull your account. Wow. Because <laughs> they're trying to protect this. Yeah, it's really, wow. it, it's a neat concept. Yeah. What they're doing is they're throwing the, the brick and mortar retail is a bone, you know, hey, we're going to come out with this tobacco once a year. You've got to support, you know, your brick and mortar retailer. And uh, and so it's kind of pushing people in that direction. Last year's was, uh, you know, a burly Virginia Cavendish mixture kind of uh, reminded me again of one of those mid-century aromatics like a Granger or, a, you know, even a, a Prince Albert or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, this one's a, a little different. Looking at the tin, you've got this typical Cornell and Deal biscuit can. It says stoved and unstoved Virginia's finest flake 
cut tobacco. On the back, it says, Our tribute to dedicated brick-and-mortar tobacconists. House Reserve 2021 offers a familiar, inviting aroma right out of the tin. Stoved and unstoved red and bright Virginias are carefully blended, cased, pressed, and sliced to create this old-school flake tobacco, a special selection for the tobacconist. And, uh, of course, elegantly signed uh, with uh, Jeremy Reeves' signature. Really nice touch there. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what you got. Uh, it's it's really kind of a neat thing that they do. But, yeah, so you open the tin, and it's got, you know, as Cornell and Deal does, they load it up with all these little paper widgets in here that have, uh, you know, the uh, paper covering, and you have to kind of open up these little cardboardy looking things to uh, to get it out. And um, what you're met with is this really beautiful walnut brown color uh, tobacco. And it's just, uh, you know, very handsome tobacco. It's uh, just very, very pleasant to look at. It's it, it's a flake tobacco, but it's not quite, it's certainly not a, you know, we, we, this is not an Escudo t- or a, uh, you know, Orlick-like flake or, or something like that. Uh, you know, this is a, a, it's not quite a ready rub tobacco. It's more of a broken flake that's kind of been uh, sliced and then mashed down into this can. And it's just uh, uh, very beautiful uh, to look at by itself. The coloring is very, uh, like I said, it's got that walnut brown color. It's uh, very little variation. So you just see kind of these warm uh, brown notes that are there. And in the smell, you get this slight top note that kind of leans in a little bit towards uh, apricot and, and some brown sugar. Ooh. So uh, very pleasant. There's a little bit of that Virginia vinegariness that's there, but it's not as prominent here as you'll see in, in some other examples. This is a tobacco like a traditional flake that is going to load and, and light a little differently. You know, you're going to typically break this thing apart and kind of, uh, you know, tear the uh, pieces apart well and, and load it like a traditional flake. You, as you light the tobacco, it might take a few more matches or a few more steps to kind of get it uh, rolling. But uh, but for me, it did really well right out of the can. And I actually didn't even let this sit for, for any amount of time. I opened the can uh, smelled it, kind of marveled at it, and then put it right in my pipe. I, I just I couldn't stand it. I had to, couldn't hold I had off. To die in. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Right. Um, so um, you know, like a lot of Virginias, this is pretty bitey on the front end. You know, when you first light this uh, tobacco, a lot of that natural sugar kind of gets to your tongue. It stings a little bit. So you would expect that from a Virginia flake. But um, once this tobacco settles down, it's pretty. It's pretty doggone good. Mm. It, it really is. It's a subtly sweet tobacco. It is very bready. This is a bready, bready tobacco. It's it's thick, almost like a like a burly, and it's just like a real like a warm loaf of bread. Huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. This is um, if you can kind of imagine that kind of. Uh, warm, toasty, bready flavor from like a, you know, fresh loaf of bread, not a sourdough, just a, um, you know, a good traditional piece of bread. That's uh, that's the kind of the experience you get here. Interesting. And, um, huh. Yeah. Subtly sweet, um, you know, puts out a lot of smoke, almost like a burly, kind of has a nuttiness that's there uh, that's not uh, not overwhelming by any means. Um, th- this is an old fashioned Virginia, though. It's a good all day, everyday smoke. It's not overly flavorful. This is not super flashy. It's not one of those tobaccos where you're going to, again, kind of like the St. Ives, you're not going to get like these just, you know, raging superlatives from this particular tobacco. But there's, there's a lot. There's there's enough going on here to keep you interested, and it's very satisfying. It's a 
um, you know, a very pleasant, warm tobacco. And uh, one thing that I really appreciated about this tobacco too, it's got a great room note uh, when mm. you smoke it. And a lot, you know, a lot of non-aromatics don't have that. But this uh, this particular tobacco for Virginia, I really enjoyed the room uh, note of this tobacco. So. Anyway, um, yeah, just something to consider. But, you know, if you're a Virginia smoker, uh, always want to try something new, different, limited edition, uh, and, of course, want to support a brick-and-mortar uh, pipe shop that's out there, call around. See if you can find this stuff. I think you'll uh, I think you'll be happy you did. Such a great initiative, too. How many years have they been doing this? I think this is just their second year now. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's. I mean, it's such a great concept. And, obviously, you know, one of the – this is an industry – that appreciates its brick and mortar. Like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, online sales is obviously it's undeniable that it's a, yeah, it's a powerful, powerful tool, but at the same time, you know, so much about the community, the legacy, it's all tied up in presence and space. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So seeing that kind of, uh, that additional layer of respect, not to mention with the really quality product. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the sweet spot, right? That's what you want. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Well, good stuff. Well, hey, of course, both of these pipe tobaccos are best enjoyed when you can get every single little scrap of flavor out of it. Get get the breadiness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm telling you, man, if you, if you ever smoke it or, you know, next time we're together and yeah, I have, uh, bring it. hopefully I'll have some tobacco product with me that kind of has that breadiness to it. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, for me, there there's almost no better tobacco product to go with a cup of coffee than mm. a bready a bready pipe or a bready cigar, something that just has a that bready, nice warm I, thickness. It's I mean, my, some, my mind is blown right now. I'm trying to look, like wrap my head around a smoking experience where I'm getting quote unquote bready and thinking, yeah, I like this. I just, I, <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to just kind of imagine but better in a pipe than in a, in yeah. a cigar to be sure that that's it. I, <laughs> I need to try it is really what it comes They're down to. They're both pretty good. Yeah, well, I can guarantee you this, man. When I do try it, I know what I'll be smoking <laughs> out of, and that is a good quality corncob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that's right. Go to corncobpipe.com right now. And uh, as we're recording, it's December 7th, Ooh. and uh, they are doing their 25 days of giving uh, this year. They did this last year, too, really yeah. cool. But they're going to be giving away a prize every single day between now and Christmas Day. And so all you have to do is go there and click to enter to win. It's a really cool concept concept uh one entry daily so you can go every single day to put in an entry that's there put your birthday in and uh verify your age and some of your um you know contact information and all that stuff but uh this is a good opportunity to you know go to missouri mirsham's website if you never have kind of check out what they've got going on uh all their various products limited edition stuff including tobaccos and holiday gift sets uh, but then also enter to win uh, one day, uh, one time every day between now and Christmas. Uh, enter to win a, a cool prize straight from Missouri Measurements, uh, including uh, pipes, uh, pipe tools, accessories, apparel. Uh, they're giving a whole bunch of cool stuff away. So uh, so check it out. Support our friends at Missouri Measurement. You'll be glad you did. Awesome, man. I always love Missouri Measurements for uh, for stocking stuffers as well. So as, uh, if you happen to get any stuff in your stocking, be sure to take a picture of that and uh, share it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Measurement know we appreciate them for sponsoring. This show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. Question of the week. This week coming in from KT. KT said, if I went to New York City, is there a pipe shop left in New York that you would say is a must-see? Now, this is a good question because you and me were talking about this recently. And obviously, there's been some heartache in the pipe community over the last few years here. Yeah, you know, we... we, uh, we we got to phone a friend on this one, right? So I'm, I'm actually I'm actually uh, disappointed that I forgot to do my research on this particular question before uh, it came up on today's episode. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tap I'm gonna tag a New Yorker on this, Andre. Here I'm, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, you know, we always pointed people, of course, to the you know historic Nat Sherman shop that was there. Um, Nat Sherman actually closed. They, yeah. uh, my understanding is that uh, that shop is no longer there because um, they uh, you know have have shut that whole portion of their company down. So pretty, pretty wild um, to say that. But um, anyway, uh, we, we need our New Yorkers to pitch in here. If you're a pipe enthusiast in New York City, uh, where do you go? What do you see? Are you, uh, you know, are you going to somewhere in, uh, you know, Brooklyn or Queens? Or is there a place on Manhattan that uh, is worth its salt, worth checking out? And, um, you know, Chet, you know, let us know, kind of let us know uh, what, uh, you know, what places are are good to go. Um, you know, it's like Washington DC is the, the nation's capital, but you know, New York is kind of the world's capital and it, uh, it, it needs a good pipe shop and we need to know where they are. So, uh, so let us know, man, that's, uh, that's something we, um, need our, need our friends to pitch in on. It's Ray's original pipe shop or something like that. I'm sure there's like all cascaded all over New York city. All right. So this is a question that's kind of in here specifically so that we can kind of address this real quick. I, because I mean, we, yeah. man, that was a, that was a history shop. Right. Nat Sherman was like a it was a pillar in many in many respects. I, I remember going uh, on my first one of my first ever trips to New York City. And I mean, it was a cool spot. It was really awesome. They had a kind of a, a great uh, selection of obviously cigars, but they also, you know, they had a pipe a pipe tobacconist on hand to kind of walk yeah. through the products and everything. I went down to their club level and I got, you know, I, I took a selfie with Robert Downey Jr.'s cigars because, you know, it's, it's Iron Man's cigars. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to meet Iron Man, but I met his cigars. So here they That's here right. They are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, maybe I just breathed on him a little bit and he could, you know, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pre, Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, man. No. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I hate that because it was such a great location. I would... I, it seems something worth looking into at some point, man. I don't know if there's like a story there or what, or cause it, 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 it was not a, a 
lightly traveled shop. You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah, it was. So, so, so there is a, there is a story here. And, and the story is that, um, Nat Sherman, um, you know, of course they had this retail location that was kind of, you know, their founding, you know, uh, venture and very much in their DNA, but, you know, they grew into a cigar and cigarette company. You know, they, they were a premium, um, cigarette manufacturer, and uh, and then also cigar manufacturer that you know a lot of folks are not really familiar with the Nat Sherman line of cigars, but that's you know they were well known for that in the cigar world, and um, and and so they had these really high end lines that uh, particularly in the cigarettes that kind of made them this boutique uh, product that people sought after, and so they were purchased in uh, I think it was 2019 purchased by. Altria. Mm. Altria, of course, uh, one of the biggest, uh, you know, cigarette uh, manufacturers in the world, uh, if not the biggest. And um, and the idea for Altria was to, you know, kind of roll them in into as part of their, you know, kind of high end lineup. You know, we want some uh, cigarettes. We have this mass market stuff you can get in gas stations, but we're trying to uh, broaden ourselves a little bit and get more into, you know, the higher end chemical free related stuff. So they did that, and then they realized that, you know, this isn't really worth the time. And so, mm. you know, because it just, you know, even though that's a big business for the folks that worked at Nat Sherman, sure. for a company like Altria, it was just a rounding error, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, Bo, they shut the whole thing I hate that. down. I mean, it just it it, it is so tragic. They I, I mean, I get it, but I hate it. <laughs> down, they yeah. did. They bought it, realized it wasn't worth you know messing with uh, for them. You know, it certainly was for all the people at at you know Nat Sherman and yeah. who you know were there for you know ninety years. But um, but they they shut it down because it just wasn't worth the uh, the trouble for them. And so um, yeah, really sad. I, I don't know. It, it's going to take me a while to uh, to get over that one. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, that's the story. Yep. Yeah. All right. So kind of a bait and switch with this particular pipe question of the week, to be sure. But uh, we do want to hear from folks in New York. What What is kind of your preferred uh, pipe shop? We'll be sure to share it out on a few future episode as well. Yeah. And if you've got a pipe question for us, send it into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback this week. All right, uh, man. First one coming in from, of course, Jeremy Dukes, the ring crafter himself. He said, "Great Van Gogh episode, man. Aaron and I are, are art fans, so getting a dive into Van Gogh from the perspective of the pipe was really enjoyable. The cocktail you mentioned at the end of the show sounded awesome. I like a cocktail that has a peppery kick to it." If you can remember the mixture, would you mind passing it along? Thanks. And again, that is from Jeremy. He's probably referring to the Sazerac, which has, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I probably uh, referenced that particular drink because it is one that utilizes absinthe. It's a New Orleans-based cocktail, and it is one that I make uh, a lot. It is my go-to for mixing up some cocktails at the house. What you want, I'll just go ahead and put it out there, man. You do a two parts rye, one part uh, cognac. Uh, you get yourself like a bar spoon of simple syrup. And, uh, oh, what's the red bitters? You know, not the Agastara bitters, but the red builder, Pacherios, Panerchios. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now because I'm not familiar with any of this stuff. And it says it's Pachar, 
P-E-Y-C-H-A-U-D apostrophe S. Yeah. Here's the thing. All of the bitters, like, like to be dyslexic and a cocktail fan is really difficult. (laughs) And it really is because (laughs) like the Aberster bitters, the Aberster bitters, and then you got the bitters. So yeah. It starts with a P. It's red. You you hit the uh, you hit it with like six to eight dashes of that. Uh, you you stir it up in ice. You you strain it over a chilled glass that uh, you've already poured some uh, absinthe in and rolled around. And uh, yeah, there, there you go. That's the that's the sazerac. If you want to do it yep. classic New Orleans style, you actually pour before pouring the the cocktail in. You pour the absinthe in. You roll it around, and then you actually toss the glass in the air to let the absinthe totally coat it and catch it, and yell "Sazerac" at the same time. So that's uh, uh, that's how you do uh, it. <laughs> I can't wait to see you do that, Bo. Hey, man, next time I, I might. Well, I won't throw it because then I'll break it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The old, old old school New Orleans bartenders they they do that. Uh, man, we also got one in from iTunes from Al Beck. What did Al have to say? Yeah, he says, "Fantastic! You are my people. I thoroughly enjoyed the commentary, guests, knowledge." sharing and frank opinions, uh, I can be guaranteed to either smile and or laugh out loud once a week during an episode. Uh, I'm new to smoking and wanted to start the pipe for a variety of reasons. I'm cranking through the back episodes and enjoying every minute. Love the tobacco reviews. And so, uh, and that's from Al Beck. Well, Al, we're, we're glad you uh, found us and hopefully today's reviews will be uh, interesting to you as well. That's right, man. We really appreciate it. Those iTunes reviews go a long way to help support the show, by the way. So if you head over to iTunes and write us a review, we really appreciate you doing it doesn't cost you a dime to do it but if you do have a couple of dimes that you can spend to help them make the show happen uh head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio where you can become part of the country squire radio international pipe club we'd love to have your support there john david man we have had ourselves a show a little break yeah, it's from been fun man yeah the christmas hustle and bustle to uh, to hang out for a bit next week <laughs> i gotta tell you i am really looking forward to next week's episode because I, this is the season and man it is the season of squire select next week and that's I'm really looking forward to it, man. Is there any more appropriate uh, show for uh, the holidays? <laughs> yeah, it's, got, it's the holiday spirit. It's, it's uh, our spirit. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 